The title for today's message is The Tabernacle, a Holy Place. So, what does God intend or what is God teaching each one of us when he is bringing this word and asking us to build our own temples? So, where did this word temple even come from? Or why did God create a concept called as temple? And what is its importance? And why should we understand and uh, realize that our body is the temple of God? That's what we are going to learn today. So let's go to 1 John, 1st chapter, 7th verse. <clears throat> point is, why does God wants us to build a temple in the first place? 1st John, 1st chapter, 7th verse. Okay. John 1 verse 7. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Yes. So if you read this verse carefully, it says, but if we are living in the light. So I believe Lord Jesus Christ. I follow God. I believe in the Lord. I believe in his word. So you, we, we talk all these things, right? I believe in God. I want to live like the way God wants me to live. I want to know more about God. I want to understand God more. Okay, good. You want to do all this, but, but. So after but is the most important point in our life. But if we are living in the light, if we say, I want to know about God. If we say, I believe in God. If I say, I want to be good. I want to transform myself. I want to live like an example. I want to please God. That is what it says. But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, who is in the light? God is in the light. The Father in heaven is in the light. And who is light? Lord Jesus Christ. So where is Father? In that light. And whom are we able to see? We are able to see the light. So if we are able to see the light, who is speaking from the light? The Father in heaven is speaking. And what does it say? Then we have fellowship with one another. Whom are we having this fellowship? With the Father in heaven. And how are we able to have that fellowship? Through the light. And who is light? Lord Jesus Christ. And how are we able to realize this? Through the Holy Spirit. So now you understand? Father, Son and Holy Spirit are required for us to be in that light. To be able to recognize the light. It's not what a human being can do. No, it is impossible for a human being to make an impact on a person so strongly, especially when the truth is playing its role. No. Because of, you know, eloquent speeches, because of excellence in speeches, we may be able to attract people, but it requires a lot of effort to pull people back, right? But when there is truth, it's very difficult to attract people. Because the truth is bitter. 
it actually points out at our mistakes and i don't think any human being just like that would want to know their mistakes unless we have a desire in our heart no saying that i'm tired of making mistakes i want to make changes i want to show transformation in my life lord i love you i want to live a life which is pleasing to you hence i need you so when a person is focused on the truth on god and truly desires for god only that person god will attract unless the father has attracted you nobody can come to me is what the scripture says so who is that me that's light that's lord jesus christ and from where is lord the father attracting you or me he is attracting through the light so whatever father speaks he communicates through that light and when he is communicating through that light we need the helper which is the holy spirit god to help us listen to what the father is speaking through the light that is when we have fellowship with one another and the blood of jesus christ the blood is a covenant it's a covenant between god and you god and me how are so when when we give birth to our children we say they are blood relatives right biological children they are related to the blood so through this blood of jesus christ what is that covenant covenant is genesis 12 chapter first three verses shall we read that now so that blood of jesus christ is making a covenant with each one of us and what is that covenant let's go to genesis 12 1 and 1 to 3 verses genesis 12 1 to 3 the lord had said to abram leave your native country your relatives and your father's family and go to the land i will show you i will make you into a great nation i will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others i will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt all the families on earth will be blessed through you this is the covenant through the blood of lord jesus christ not through the blood of my father or my mother on this earth but it is rather through the blood of lord jesus christ that the father in heaven is claiming us to be his children isn't it so beautiful that god is saying i have made this covenant and you are going to be a blessing to many you you go and do the work that i am giving you you do not focus on what others are speaking about you others are saying about you but rather focus on what i am giving you as an instruction what i am commanding you that is when we will have the fellowship with one another now let's go back once again to 1 john 1 7 yeah what does it say you will have fellowship with each other and the blood of lord jesus christ his son cleanses us from all sin that is the reason why he is saying here in genesis 12:1 go to the land that i will show you that land there i will make you into a great nation 
how will I make you into a great nation? By cleaning your sins, by wiping out all your iniquities and transgressions. I'll clean you. I'll put my testimony in you. I'll show my goodness in you. And I will exalt you through the truth that I am going to give you as my children. This is the reason why God is instructing us repeatedly to build a temple. We will come to that concept of when did this word called temple even get introduced here. Now, when he is telling here, but is a very important word. So here in 1 John 1, 7, you will have fellowship with one another when you are able to recognize that light and are able to listen to the word that is coming from inside that light, right? Now, if this is what God wants to do, that means he wants to come and dwell amongst us. He wants that light to be in this world. And now you must be able to understand why the light came into this world in the first place so that we are able to understand and listen to his word. The reason why the light came into this world is because the father wanted to be in that light and show us the way to live our lives because he was unable to see anybody understanding his heart. God created each one of us. God gave us a life, but he realized that we are lacking realization. We are lacking understanding. We do not understand God's heart. And hence he said, let me go and have a fellowship with these people. For me to go and have fellowship with these people, I need a holy place. I need a place where I can go stand and talk to them. For that reason, he prepared this light and he came through this light. And that light is our instruction. That light is our commandment. Through this instruction and light, God is speaking to each one of us. Let's read 1 John 1st chapter, 1st verse. 1 John 1, 1. We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We, ha- we saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. He is the word of life. Word. That word is Jesus Christ. He existed from the beginning. Right from Genesis first chapter, first verse. Since then, he existed. And this is a witness that John is giving. He was an apostle. This apostle John is able to recognize that Lord Jesus Christ, which is the word, existed from the beginning. And that is the father who spoke. Let there be light. When he spoke, that word existed since then. And that's Lord Jesus Christ. And this is what we all have to understand. That when the, when the father speaks, when that word has come into this world, since then, he is existing. And because of that word, where he said, let there be light. Genesis, first chapter, first verse, if you all remember, you can read that once again. 
let there be light and there was light so when father commanded let there be light the son showed immediate obedience and there was light this is what the father expects from each one of us when he is commanding we should immediately show obedience to him this is the way the lord showed us as an example the way he came and lived on this earth let's read genesis 6 chapter 11th verse genesis 6 11 Now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. Hmm. Well, Is that the right one? Yeah. The 12th verse also. 12th. Mm-hmm. God observed all this corruption in the world for everyone on earth was corrupt. This is the reason he sent his son in the human form. the reason why god wants us each one of us to be his temples is because he is seeing we are unable to do things that are right we are unable to understand the way god wants us to perceive and understand things the reason why he came down is to show to each one of us a way to live and the why did he do all this because he saw that the entire earth was corrupted man wants to accomplish everything that he thinks he wants whatever desire comes into my heart i will just order i will i will pick up uber eats and just order from a restaurant the way it's so easy for us to do things we have made even our the desires of our flesh also get satisfied so easily Let's read the fifth verse, Genesis six, chapter fifth verse. Verse five: The Lord observed. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and He mm-hmm. saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. This is the truth we all have to digest today at this moment. There is no point of saying this. I am not there. every thought that comes from a human mind and human understanding is consistently and totally evil because god is saying you cannot do any good to yourself because you don't know the meaning of good hence i will let you know what is good for you i will lead you and i will bring that goodness in your life hence believe in me that's why he said jeremiah 29:11 for i know the plans i have for you which are of good and not of evil the plans that we make in our lives are filled with some or the other consequences but the plans that come from god have no consequences it always gives us a comfort a peace hence it's good to depend on god and rely only on those plans so keeping all this in mind seeing so much of sin going on and seeing that you know the the mind of the human beings has been so much under stress because of the stress people are not able to understand and discern between good and bad at that moment whatever they feel is good they go about doing doing it end up falling into troubles one after the other they they 
continue to run in that wheel of troubles and they get tired they go through the stress they get into depression and depression and depression that wheel is never ending that is why god said no i have to go and help these people these are my children i have created each of them with so much of love and affection they are very precious to me they are very precious let's read exodus 19 chapter 5 verse see how he is showing how much he loves us exodus 19 verse 5 now if you will obey me and keep my covenant you will be my own special treasure from among all the peoples on the earth for all the earth belongs to me who are you going to be you will be god's own special treasure when will we be when we listen to him this is the love he has on each one of us we are his prized possession he loves each one of us so much that is the reason god is always juggling to find ways to reach each and every person on this earth the struggle and the effort that god is going through we cannot imagine trust me for one small problem in our life one small issue in our life we get so upset and sad and annoyed and worried and you know even go to a level of uh, being sad for the lifetime just imagine the endurance and the perseverance and the patience that the father in heaven is having and look at at each of our lives let's let's just look back look at the way god struggled to reach to each one of us in our lives see how he has used so many different people all for only one purpose to bring his children to himself and when he is doing this no man should interfere and spoil this work of god that is why when when i started i told each one of you connect yourselves to the word if you do not know the word you will be deceived by people you will just listen to everything everyone is speaking you will say yes to everything but that yes you don't know whether it is leading into truth or whether it is leading you into deception hence reading the scriptures staying close to the word of god always depending on god focusing on god and trusting him to do good for you is the key for our relationship with him the only purpose that god wants in all of our lives is that we only depend on him please depend on god don't depend on a human being and their prayers no your thoughts will be the prayers when you are holy when you are pure whatever you think will reach god god is reiterating and reminding that he wants us to focus on him he wants us to become holy and clean so that he can come and dwell in your lives and just imagine if he comes and dwells in our lives should we really depend on a human being to know whether we are doing god's will or not no because he will lead us 
he will take us in the right path he will know what is right and wrong for us he will decide who is right and wrong for us he will tell us which job is right and which job is not right for us he will tell whom you can trust whom you cannot trust he will tell you what you should do today what you should do tomorrow so everything is under his control when we are pure and holy in our hearts no covetousness no cunningness no craftiness be simple at heart be plain be be plain and absolutely simple when you are building a relationship with anyone right this is very important for each one of us let's read jermia second chapter 21 Jeremiah 2:21 mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was the one who planted you, choosing a vine of the purest stock, the very best. How did you grow into this corrupt wild vine? This is the reason he wants us to listen to him today. He's saying, I created you as a wonderful human being. From where did you get tempted and react? from whom because of whom you fell into this sin why is it that you filled with so many in- iniquities when i had created you so pure from where did you pick up jealousiness from where did you pick up anger when i didn't create jealousiness or anger in you from where did you pick up this low confidence inferiority complex psychologically disturbed stressed life i didn't create all these jargons in in your life i gave you a simple peaceful life where did you get distracted he is reminding us i planted you as one of the choicest purest wine when did you become wild where did you pick all these things looking at all these things that is when god said okay i think now i should go let me go and teach these children how to live like a father right he comes and holds the hand that is why god introduced the concept of tabernacle that is why god introduced temple the word temple came in to being only because lord saw god the father saw that despite bringing people out of their weaknesses despite bringing them out of the egyptian slavery my people of israel are unable to live a life which is not filled with sin these people are turning again and again to their old sinful lives to their own old idols that they were worshiping which are not giving them any peace so let me go and speak to them for me to go and speak to them i need a holy place that is when god came down instructed moses and started building the first tabernacle and through that he started dwelling and speaking so the next point we will see is i will live among them i will live among them let's read exodus 25:8 exodus 
have the people of Israel, have the people of Israel build me a holy sanctuary so I can live among them. And the next one also. You must build this tabernacle and its furnishings exactly according to the pattern I will show you. Yeah. Look, what, what God is saying here is, have the people of Israel build me a holy sanctuary. This holy sanctuary, the holy temple, is where he will come and reside. That's why he wants us to be holy. Now you get it? The reason why God wants to us to be holy is because he wants to come. God doesn't want to sit somewhere hidden in the heaven and I will not reveal myself to everybody. I will hide away. I'm like holy and precious and gracious. I should not be seen by human beings. He doesn't think like this. What God desires and thinks is he is saying you have a holy place and I will come and dwell. Now think once. Why is it that we, we don't understand, we, we feel, oh, how can God come and live amongst us? Because God clearly is saying he will come and live amongst us. He will dwell in between us. He will live within us, within us, not anywhere else. So if, if today, for example, I make a decision and I stand upon that decision, I'll say, okay, I have anger in me. I have jealousy in me. I have bitterness in me, I have self-pity, I have emotional behavior, I have fear, I have anxiety. Okay, these are the idols in my life. These idols are dragging me and making me worship to them every time I am in a situation. Today, because the word has spoken to me, because God has sent me this word, I'm making a decision. I'm going to throw all these idols out of my life even when a situation comes I'm not going to get angry I will not have bitterness I'm not going to be jealous I won't sit and cry I won't get into worry I won't get into anxiety I will not lose my peace this is a decision I made now there will be a situation that will come and when that situation comes I remember this decision I depend on God I will say Lord the battle belongs to you. I am not going to react. Lord, if this situation has come, it's because you are teaching me something. And stay strong. And stand up still. Then the situation will pass. Which means I have turned towards God. I have made myself holy. He will come and live in you. He will dwell inside you because you took a decision cleaned everything out then he will he you're making yourself holy you're consecrating yourself from the old sinful nature of this world and when god sees that desire in each one of us and god sees that this person she's listening to my instructions she wants to live according to the way i want her to live and i can see She's doing this wholeheartedly and willingly. He's doing this wholeheartedly and willingly. He is making an effort to give up on anger. He will send his angels to protect me. 
he will send the word to me he will send the holy spirit into me and he will help me strengthen me help me throughout that whole process and once i stand up straight then he will say my child your your faith is commendable go i give you salvation live with fear in the sight of god and live with this decision you have made and continue to have this holiness in you then i will come and dwell in you i will come with the father and the holy spirit that is what we all have to understand now tell me when he himself is making a presence in our life he is coming and dwelling if we are holy do you need a person to teach you do you need a person to even guide you when he himself is guiding you when he himself is teaching you when he himself is able to tell you what is right and what is wrong will will you be able to do anything that is wrong no one side the 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 evil spirit the devil will say no don't do this no 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 have, have be afraid of this situation oh my god the situation has come how will you handle every single time this is what is happening to you i feel so bad for you this is the devil speaking to us you know what the holy spirit will say come come jaya just come out he won't speak anything he'll just drag us out of that situation that this will happen when we make decisions which are firm where we say no matter what i'm going to please god today i'm making this decision of being holy and pure from this moment onwards lord you lead me irrespective of whatever the situation is you lead me and i will follow you the healing in our lives will come only because of our faith let's read romans 15:4 can you read debbie yes romans 15 yeah romans 15:4 Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us and the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. This please remember this is the walk of our spiritual life because these scriptures are written only to fill a motivation and encouragement in us saying okay the lady who was suffering with bleeding for years together she just believed and she said even if i touch the tip of his robe i will be healed and she came with that faith she touched it and lord jesus christ said i felt something pass out from me who touched my garment and that woman there was healed so when i read this it should encourage me saying no he is for real he alone can touch me and heal me lord i want you to touch me and heal me i don't want any human beings to touch me and heal me that's when he will come he will touch you he will heal you he is powerful and he is right next to us all the time this is the reason why scriptures are existing this is the reason why there there is a bible which is probably written by human beings but the examples in that bible 
are encouraging to each one of us they will create a hope in us and because we have a hope that hope is the reason why we want to show endurance during a situation and that endurance gives us an experience it helps us to enrich each one of our faith in our lives this is very very key to the way we grow in our spiritual lives let's read exodus 29 chapter 43rd verse Exodus 29:43 Yes, I will consecrate the tabernacle and the altar and I will consecrate Aaron and his sons to serve me as priests. I will meet the people of Israel there in the place made holy by my glorious presence. All right. So Exodus 29:43 says, I will meet the people of Israel there in the place made holy by my glorious presence where will god meet in that tabernacle the first tabernacle that god spoke about to moses he had asked moses to build that holy sanctuary and in that holy sanctuary god would come and meet his people and speak tell people give instructions to people about how to live how not to live about performing sacrifices and offerings the sacrifices and offerings that god the reason why god introduced sacrifices in the first place the reason why god introduced sacrifices in the first place is for each one of us to realize realization was the only reason why god introduced sacrifices because people were not able to understand the deeds that they were doing that were leading them into sin and then god said okay if this is what is happening every single time you commit a sin get a sacrifice and offer it to me a burnt offering to me so whenever you are offering you are actually saying lord i have sinned against you i have committed a grave mistake against the heavens i am accepting that i have sinned hence my sacrifice this is the reason why sacrifices were introduced but what happened then people of israel started practicing like a tradition every year they used to bring they used to sacrifice used to bring sacrifice without realizing the reason why they are sacrificing without understanding that they were sacrificing for the sins that they have committed when god saw this that's when he said i do not want your burnt offerings and sacrifices they are not going to help me or neither am i going to eat them the only reason i asked you all to do this is because i thought that when you are sacrificing you will remember the sins you have committed and you will confess them to me but you are making it a tradition don't practice traditions god says for me you practice traditions that's fine you do what you want to do annually you want to give sacrifices you do it but more importantly is 
I want you to be able to have a conviction, realize the way you're behaving, realize the way you're talking, the way you are thinking, the way you are understanding, the way you are perceiving things. Understand these that realize about these things and say that, Lord, I am going against you. The words that I speak are not causing any good to anybody. The way I think, I am getting into unwanted negative thoughts all the time. The words that come out of my mouth are negative. I am pushing myself into curses. This is what God wanted us to realize and repent. That's when he said, these people are continuously doing sins and they're following traditionally everything, but they are unable to connect between these two things because I commanded them to do something, but they are doing something. Every single time God brings the word, he only wants one thing from all of us. Understand his heart. Not what I want to understand, but rather understand what God wants us to understand. Our own understanding will never help us to make our lives better. It is only God's understanding that we need. That is why I keep telling, I keep, this is how I learned. Because I, I, I also used to behave or probably take things with my own understanding. And that's when I started thinking, where is the gap? Where is it that I'm unable to do what God wants me to do? And then I started analyzing, you know what I recognized? And I don't know if it will help you. Good. Take this as my learning, right? What I started doing is, let's say my daughter troubles me. Earlier, how I used to behave when my daughter troubles me is I used to react. I used to get angry. And I used to discipline her with very rude words. For example, that's what I was before. Now, when God's word has been coming and, you know, convicting me about disciplining, God disciplining me, what I saw is God rebuked me. But the way he rebu rebuked me was with love. The way he rebuked and disciplined me was with his concern for my life. The way he rebuked me was filled with promises. The way he rebuked me was to fulfill his covenant in my life. So there was so much behind God's rebuke. Then I said, okay, when God is showing so much of endurance, the way he's rebuking is so different and he is having patience towards me, though I am disobeying him so much, he has never cursed me, never left me out. He hasn't given up on me. So when God is doing so much and waiting upon me to get into his discipline, why am I not doing the same with my daughter? And then I said, okay, from this time onwards, when she does a mistake, let me not behave like the way I behave every time, but rather let me behave like the way God is behaving with me. 
and then i changed the way i rebuked my daughter you know what has happened since then there is a wonderful godly relationship between me and my daughter there is a friendly relationship between both of us my daughter comes and shares everything with me she does not want to break my trust on her and i trust her blindly i believe in my daughter completely i know even if she lies that she will come and confess about it later this is what i believe so she she knows this okay my mom has this much of trust on me so let me also not break it how did this happen through him when we start making these changes thinking in a different way apart from the way we have been thinking is the first step towards understanding god's heart when god is rebuking me he makes sure that he is pacifying me he is giving me strength when god is punishing me he sends enough strength into my life people to give me the support during his punishment god never sends a punishment in which we are filled with grief please take this as a very important point god never sends a punishment in our life he will send punishments no doubts about it he will send punishments but the punishment that god gives will have a lot of comfort and encouragement and the power of endurance that will be released into our life so when the punishment is coming from god when the word is filled in us completely we will be able to focus depend on god even during those punishments and that's why david continued to show faith on god he remained to be faithful to god that's why today his testimony is great in all, in front of all of us wonderful testimony david has the only reason is he went through punishment from god but he did not murmur he did not grumble he did not complain when the punishment is coming to us let's take it with a happy heart remember james first chapter second verse shall we read that once James 1 verse 2 Dear brothers and sisters when troubles of any kind come your way consider it an opportunity for great joy remember this one that when when there is a situation in your life and you are filled with grief definitely that situation is not from god that situation is definitely not from god but when there is a situation in in our life and we say that lord thank you so much this is an opportunity for me to experience and grow in wisdom wherever the mistake is is if this situation is coming because of my deeds lord give me the strength to face it but at the same time show me the areas where you want me to change and take it as a joyful experience then there won't be grief you won't walk with a heavy heart you will have a peace of mind even if the situations are like too much in front of you 
there can be a health issue there can be a financial issue there can be an issue from the job there can be issue in the house with your relationships and so on right irrespective of these stressful relationships or stressful situations in our life when we focus on god when we are constantly evaluating the way we are living in the sight of god trust me you will count it as joy when the situation is in your life as well james first chapter second verse never forget this right now coming back he is saying i will live among you if you make yourself holy exodus 29:44th verse Exodus 29:44 Yes, I will consecrate the tabernacle and the altar and I will consecrate Aaron and his sons to serve me as priests. There you go. God is saying once I will have my first tabernacle built, I will come and live in it because it is holy and pure. second i will come there to meet my people third is i will consecrate the altar and i will appoint people to be my priests and we are the royal priesthood remember that we are all his royal priesthood first peter second chapter ninth verse we are his special treasure remember this please that is why whenever there is a feeling of you know i'm useless i'm fit for nothing why do everything happen with me these unwanted thoughts when they come into your head you should remember first peter second chapter 9th verse let's read that none of these verses are written in my notes today i'm just getting it so let's receive it because god does not want us to feel low or inferior because of what people are speaking but rather wake up fill yourself with the word and move forward first mm-hmm. peter second chapter 9th verse but if you are not like that you are a chosen people you are mm-hmm. royal priests a holy nation god's very own possession as a result you can show others the goodness of god for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light amen this is what we all have to listen to receive and claim it say that i am god's special treasure god's very own possession we are royal priesthood and why are we royal priesthood because god has consecrated us from the world he has brought us out of darkness into the light and where is god speaking from through that light that is where it is where we all have to understand through the light through the word god has established his relationship with us only for one reason fellowship god's fellowship with each one of us here my fellowship with the lord write a, write down a question in your notes right now what is my relationship with god and answer it to yourself later but please work on this point what is my relationship with god am i keeping him in the bible 
am i keeping him in the books am i keeping him in a sanctuary which is built as a physical church or a temple or my relationship with god is is he my family member is he like one of my father in the home in my home today am i having a family time with my god am i sitting down alone and speaking to god every day do i really spend time do i spend time to listen to him these are the questions we all want to ask ask ourselves do we want to keep god somewhere where we just go visit every week and come or do we want god to be our family member on our dining table when we are all sitting down and having our dinner or lunch or breakfast do we want him to dine along with us be a friend to us be a companion to us what is my fellowship with my lord because god today he is expressing to all of us that he wants to have fellowship with us he doesn't want to be an alien in our lives he doesn't want to be brought by a pastor or a prophet or by an evangelist or by a shepherd but rather god is saying each one of you have fellowship with me i want to be your friend i want to be your father i want to be your mother i want to be in the car next to you when you're driving i want to sit and talk to you my friend let's just have a normal conversation my friend let's speak you make yourself holy i will come and speak to you i will dwell in your lives when i i when i have the desire why is it that you are stopping me from entering into your lives and having this kind of fellowship please realize because today he is willing to come and dwell and that is the reason why he wants us to build this temple this tabernacle let's read the 45th verse devi then i will live among the people of israel and be their god next verse and they will know that i am the lord their god i am the one who brought them out of the land of egypt so that i could live among them i am the lord their god this is what he wants and he wants each one of us to know that i have brought you out of egypt from my past life he brought me out which is which was egypt he brought me out so is with each one of you each one of you he brought you out of that past life which was egypt where we were bonded laborers we were slaves we were being is mistreated ill treated out of that egypt he bailed us out how did he bail us out exodus 13 chapter 9 verse Exodus 13 verse 9 This annual festival will be a visible sign to you like a mark branded on your hand or your forehead Let it remind you always to recite this teaching of the Lord with a strong hand 
the Lord rescued you from Egypt. Remember this line, please. Exodus 13, chapter 9th verse, the last line. With a strong hand, the Lord rescued you from Egypt. It was the strong hand of the Lord that brought me out of depression. Every spirit of depression that has been on the people's lives is broken right now in the name of Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. No weapon formed against any of y'all or those who have not joined today. Nobody, nobody, no weapon formed against you shall exist. Because our mighty father, he has brought us out from Egypt, from that depression, from that sadness, from that inferiority complex. He has brought us out. Remember this. Let not the devil take away this blessing from us by making us believe through our self-pity and emotional thoughts that we are fit for nothing. Please understand, laziness, negligence, postponing things are sinful acts in the sight of God. All we all need to understand is our responsibilities we have to fulfill. Without fulfilling what we are supposed to do, we cannot expect God to take care of everything. Right? Th these things are very important. And when we do these things, He will dwell. He will live with us. He will be our God and we will be His people. Second point, His relationship through Christ. God's relationship through Christ. So the, the tabernacle, this holy place that he wants to build, he is first of all saying, if you build, I will dwell in that place. Second, he is saying, I will establish a relationship through the word, through Lord Jesus Christ. Let's, re let's see. Hebrews 2nd chapter 2 to 3. Hebrews 2nd chapter 2 and 3. For the message God delivered through angels has always stood firm, and every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. So what makes us think that we can escape if we ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus Christ himself and then delivered to us by those who heard him speak? Yes. So here what he is saying is just by a mere sacrifice, just by you giving a sacrifice or an offering, if you think you are done with your sin, that means you don't need to, you know, continue to do that annually, right? If you know, okay, today I have sinned, so I will take a goat or a sheep and I will sacrifice this to God and I did that. Why am I repeatedly doing it then? This is what God is reminding us that through Lord Jesus Christ, what he taught to all of us through this word, what God is teaching to all of us is you have to continually repent, realize your mistakes, repent, realize and repent unless you become perfect. And that perfection is what salvation is all about. 
that perfection is what lord jesus christ has taught to each one of us so that relationship through christ the way he is establishing him himself his relationship through christ's life is that you continue to show obedience immediate obedience in everything that you do don't question what god is asking you to do quietly just follow the instructions like the way he followed the beloved son followed the instructions that god had given and what happened because of that today god says he is my beloved son son and the same thing god wants to talk about each one of us he wants to take our names and say he or she is a beloved son to me or a daughter to me on whom i am pleased with that is what god wants us to understand that the sacrifices the traditional things that we do without having the real transformation will not be countered by him the perfection that he wants in us are what he is focusing on for example every saturday we sit and listen to the sermon today but what's the point if you are unable to come out of your fear and anxiety if you are unable to come out of your anger if you are unable to come out of your assumptions and expectations and self pity and emotional behavior laziness um uh, procrastination continuing to postpone things showing negligence in things that you ought to do and you need to do shying away from the basic responsibilities of your life when you are not doing all these things but you are listening to god you are saying i believe in god i will follow god i will do things that are pleasing to my father he says you are doing all these things well but you're not doing the more essential things matthew 23 23 can you read those are the more, more essential things than all these things let's read matthew 23 23 matthew 23 23 what sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you pharisees hypocrites for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens but ignore the more important aspects of the law justice yes. mercy and faith justice you should and faith mm. yes read that next line devi that's mm-hmm. more important you should tithe yes but do not neglect the more important things yes you you sacrifice but more than you sacrificing i want you to show justice in your life do what is right don't don't shy away from doing what is right stick to the truth show mercy yes show mercy but not at the cost of compromising the truth and what is right we we have to show balance being too good doesn't make a person right no you may feel your good in your own eyes but is that right in the sight of god is what we all have to validate we all need to validate is my action right in the sight of god 
I may go and do charity. I may give thousand dollars to a person who is in need or a poor chap who's who's sitting who's a beggar sitting on the street i may just pick up from my purse and give a thousand dollar i may feel good about it but did you do any that which is right in the sight of god god says yes help people but did you actually spoil that beggar there did you actually induce an expectation into the beggar saying that oh i there will be people who can give thousand dollars just like that so it's good for me to keep begging did i induce something like that a thought into that beggar's heart do good but check if it is right in the sight of god every act of ours should be validated how it is in the sight of god i may give thousand dollars but dude what about my family I need that thousand dollars to run my family, pay my bills. So was that good, or was it right? Right. Basic responsibilities. What we have to achieve. Check. We need to have a balance in our lives. Otherwise, you know, the devil makes us feel get into the self pity mode, thinking, "Oh, I'm doing everything nice, good for people." but still nobody recognizes me nobody trusts me no nobody is doing that because you are damaging 101 people because of one good deed that is good in your sight not in god's sight drive yourself towards doing right being truthful lift up your head high there's no need for us to feel low at all you know every situation there is a choice we can make make a choice which is right in the sight of god not right in our own eyes not good in our own eyes god is saying do all these things but do the basic thing is this action of mine just can that be counted as right in the sight of god did i really do everything am i confident and lift up my head and say that lord i have done everything that is right according to your word if i'm having this bold confidence where i can lift up my head and stand in the sight of god go ahead do it but check your conscience the conscience is the best friend for us if we listen to it it will tell us where we are going wrong where we are wasting money where we are spending unwantedly where we are not spending when it is necessary how we are balancing our life how we are dealing with people at work how we are dealing with people at home how we are talking to a person how we are making fun of another person how we are talking to people when we go out how we are conducting ourselves in front of others what is our testimony these are very very important for all of us because remember we are those lamps that god is lighting up but if we take away his hand and turn off that light the struggle with which god brought us right we are wasting his time we have to understand and that is why the scriptures are coming to us through lord jesus christ 
God wants us to understand that he wants to come and be in our lives as a family member and teach us, talk to us, meet us. So there is no need to be surprised when you know you feel that uh, God corrected me today morning. I was about to do something wrong, but he stopped me. I was able to listen when God was telling me. If this is what you're experiencing, it is good because you will know who is talking to you. For example, let's say I'm filled with anger and I come and sit in this sermon and I address to all of you and say, today God is speaking and this is what God is saying. You know what my conscience will keep saying? Jaya, you're having so much of anger. There is so much of sin in you and you know it is not God who is speaking, but it is the devil. The conscience will keep telling me. Conscience will not keep quiet. My conscience should say, yes, you're pure. Your thoughts are right and you're doing what is right in the sight of God. For sure, this is coming from the Lord. You're, you're speaking the truth. You're not lying. My conscience will say this when I have no sin in me. So much of help we get from the word of God. The third point we will see today is the tabernacle of Moses that God instructed. Third point is the tabernacle of Moses. Let's read Hebrews 10th chapter. Two, three. Okay. Hebrews 10, 1 to 3. Yeah. The, the old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow, a dim preview of the good things to come, not the good things themselves. The sacrifices under that system were repeated again and again, year after year, but they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. If they could have provided perfect cleansing, the sacrifices would have stopped for the worshipers would have been purified once for all time, and their feelings of guilt would have disappeared. But instead, those sacrifices actually reminded them of their sins year after year. That is what we all have to understand. But mm. God himself asked us to sacrifice. Yes, he asked us to sacrifice for the very reason to remember that we are sinning. But when people are continuously committing sins and sacrificing, that did not count in the sight of God, right? That did not go well with God. God said, I asked these people to sacrifice so that they can remember the sins that they are committing and give up on those sins. So today, if I have anger, I went and sacrificed and said, Lord, I am filled with anger. Forgive me and then sacrifice. And I come back from the altar of sacrifice and I continue to live in anger. This was not going well with God. God said, no, this is not what I meant. You people don't understand what I'm asking you to do. So if let's say I go and offer a, offer a lamb there as a sacrifice or an ox or, or something as an offering or a sacrifice and I come back and I say, oh, I've removed anger from my life. That sin is gone. And then next year I go, I say, I, I removed jealousiness. I removed bitterness. Let's say every year I'm sacrificing an animal. That means someday all my sins would have gone. Just by that sacrifice, if it is going, 
not by my actions then all my sins i can get rid of and i would have become perfect so all the sacrifices would have stopped by now he is saying that remember it's not about what you do every week with your deeds it's about how much of willingness you show how much of wholeheartedness you show how much of consciousness you show to 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 analyze and examine yourself have you really overcome your anger is the laziness really gone out of your life you don't show laziness in things that you're interested to do but you show laziness that are not of interest laziness is in both places right you postpone certain things but you show so much of focus on some things does that show that does that does that mean you have no procrastination in you no things that are comfortable to me i show immediate obedience things that i am not comfortable with i postpone to show obedience does that mean you are showing obedience immediate obedience to god no it's easy for me to fast but it is not easy for me to stop lying so does it mean i am doing what god wants in everything no i am making my choices my according to my comforts and god says that's not what i want the tabernacle of moses that is getting built should be pure and holy should be the very image of good things that are yet to come internally cleaning yourself internally obeying the law you hear the law hearing instructions according to the law is one thing but doing them is the second thing so what god is reminding each one of us today is what i need from you all is the second thing the first thing lord jesus christ has accomplished he has fulfilled the law how did he fulfill the law by having all the commandments in his life all the 10 commandments that the father had given he practiced and lived according to them that he completed now it's our responsibility to show that perfection and that is what we all have to do that is what we all have to do we brought a car okay i went to the showroom i purchased a car and brought it home i have to use the car now so knowing the law knowing the word understanding the word understanding god's heart is one part what is the second part to it which makes us perfect is using that word in our life living according to that word in our life applying that word in our in our life and our situations living according to what that word is saying that is when we will make it complete and lord jesus christ showed that to us as an example on how to show obedience to the father in heaven how to live according to the word of god this is what we all have to understand let's read the last few verses hebrew 10th chapter 5th to 10th verses baby 5 to 
Five to ten. Okay. <clears throat> That is why when Christ came into the world, he said to God, you did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings, but you have given me a body to offer. You were not pleased with burnt offerings or other offerings for sin. Then I said, look, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written about me in the scriptures. First, Christ said, you did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings or burnt offerings or other offerings for sin, nor were you pleased with them, though they are required by the law of Moses. Then he said, look, I have come to do your will. He cancels the first covenant in order to put the second into effect. For God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. That's where the sacrifices ended. Mm -hmm. Sacrifices were introduced by the law of Moses. And the only intent why the father commanded sacrifices is to wash away the sins. But people did not do the second part of it, and but they continued to do the first part of it, where they gave up sacrifices, but they did not wash their sins away. So what did Lord Jesus Christ do? He came and accomplished that. How did he do that? He died for all of our sins. All of our sins at once were washed out. He was that lamb. That was slain for my sin, for your sins. Once for all, he completed that. And from there on started our internal cleansing. So now that I'm washed from all the sins, is it not my responsibility to be this pure and holy? To maintain that cleansing, cleanliness that God has given me? To keep myself free from sin. If I again continue to do the sacrifice. Just imagine. I'm nullifying the sacrifice. That he did once for all. Because. The, why, did, why did Lord Jesus Christ come and fulfill. That commandment. What was the commandment. What father instructed according to the law of Moses. Was. If a person sins, let him bring a ram or a goat or a lamb which is healthy, put it on the altar, confess his sin and sacrifice that as a sacrifice to wash away his or her sin. This is what the father instructed. But what did the people do? They were getting the animal, sinning, but the other side they were continue to sin. They were not stopping that sin. Father said, this is not what I meant. And he sent, he himself came down and he said, I will sacrifice this lamb for all the people and their sins. And he sacrificed Lord Jesus Christ. After that, it was over. That law was marked perfect and complete. And then he gave us the next step, which is to keep yourselves clean, purify yourself, build your temples. 
your temples should be built which are holy and clean and sanctified consecrated from the world then i will come and dwell you which is the holy place so today we all have to realize and understand and i am the holy place for him to come and dwell he wants to come and dwell in each one of us they want to live father son and holy spirit would like to come and live with us in our homes in our houses they want to be as one of the family members in in our lives this is what he wants each one of us to feel that i am there i am there with you people why are you worried he wants to give us that affirmation confirmation that encouraging thought in our head today saying don't feel you know depressed and feel low about things that are happening around you but rather feel happy that i am with you the word is coming to you he is entering into your life into your family let's go with this happiness that yes my lord is with me let me answer the questions that i have written down today go back and sit and respond what is my relationship with god do i really understand his heart what does he want from him, from me nothing all he wants from me is the sacrifice that i can do with my heart lay out my sins and say father i have this sin in me father i have done this i've been living with this idol in my life i have been hurting people with my words forgive me lord i did not know how to talk but you're teaching me he is not calling any of us a sinner remember this but he is only reminding us come out of those sins because they don't belong to you i have not created them you are creating them with your own deeds so come out of those deeds then the sin will not follow you isn't this so amazing that he wants to help us to be perfect hold on to your testimonies people are watching each one of us there are many people who are observing each one of us let's show ourselves as testimonies those candles those lights the firmaments in the sky daniel 12:3 says that you will be those bright lights in each of our families let our families recognize the changes in us if i was reacting for a situation in this way from now on i'm not going to react like that because i have god with me now i will do what is right in the sight of god this decision if we can make your family members will see the light in you they will get attracted to you they will come and ask you from where are you getting this light i want to be in that light that's gospel that's good news we don't need to talk about jesus christ we don't need to talk about bible we don't need to talk about christianity all we can talk about is how sinful my nature was but how merciful my god is 
this is the reason why we all have to be thankful and praise god for his tender mercy this is grace of god where he is giving us a chance to repent and return to him let's thank him for this wonderful word that he has brought to us reminding us about the tabernacle and the reason why he is asking us to build the temples so our temples should be built in order to have fellowship with god then everywhere we go we will move in his presence he will go front his his pillar of cloud and pillar of fire will be around us they will take us back and forth 